Welcome to Wrestling Wench. My name is Alexa. Before I even get into today's subject, I want to give a content warning. A lot of what I'm going to be talking about involves physical abuse, mental, psychological abuse, and verbal abuse, and I just want to give everybody a shot who's listening to take care of themselves and not listen if that's something that you're not up for. I completely understand and just want you to care for yourself. Because today... I'm going to be talking about one of the more intense wrestling documentaries that I've ever watched, Gaia Girls. Part of why I wanted to do this episode is as a little bit of an exit to my series on kayfabe. This documentary reveals a brutal side of the wrestling industry that could make fans question why anybody would want to do this. And it could be possible that the instructors, knowing that cameras are all around, decided to go extra hard on their students as a way to maintain kayfabe, protect the professional wrestling business. But I'm not so sure. This story about the professional wrestling industry and protecting it, I wish it was more about protecting the wrestlers themselves. Because you'll soon realize that this may be more of a story about a cycle of abuse than about really anything else. I'll let you decide for yourself, and I'll link the documentary so you can see it also, but if that's what you'd want to do. But I do have to remind you, it is kind of hard to watch. Well, not kind of hard, it's very hard to watch. This movie is directed by Jano Williams and Kim Longinato, and it came out as a double DVD set, I believe, with their other documentary, which is called Shinjuku Boys which it sounds very interesting, I haven't seen it, but it's about a group of non-binary and transgender men working at a club called The New Maryland in Tokyo in the mid-1990s. The British filmmakers follow the training of a Joshi wrestling promotion called Gaia Japan. In what looks to be a municipal building in the middle of a farm, Gaia Girls trains up-and-coming pro wrestlers. And not only do the girls who train there do so, they also live there. They eat, clean, and sleep in the bunks in small rooms and closets around the gymnasium. I want to start by introducing our main cast of characters. The owner and main trainer at Gaia is Chigusa Nagayo. Yeah. 
Chigusa Nagayo has been a famous wrestler since she was 16 years old, a part of one of the factions that brought the sport to the level of fame it still holds in Japan, the Crush Gals. She is an intimidating presence. Built like a brick shit house, she walks everywhere like she owns the cement underneath her feet. It's also partly run by Miko Satomura, before she became one of the best-known wrestlers of her generation. And the beginning part of the documentary is interspliced with these wrestling matches of Miko and Jigusa's, ones they win, ones they lose, to show the audience this stark difference between these women that are in these massive halls with hundreds of fans screaming their names and the girls that they're training in this gymnasium in the middle of a farm in the Japanese countryside. And one of the girls training in that gymnasium is named Saika Takeuchi. She's a student who wants to make it big as a wrestler and is consistently proving how she will stop at nothing to do so. She's quiet, a kid probably only 16 who keeps to herself, but she endures whatever she must from her teachers because she wants to realize her dream. At the beginning of the documentary, she says to the camera how she wants to be someone. She wants to be bigger than she is. As the viewer, we can kind of see that she wants to be somebody completely different than she is. She wants to be like Chigusa and Miko. And after she's trained here for a year now, she has one test to see if she can be a professional wrestler, to see if they will deem her a professional wrestler. A year of torturous training for just one shot, one shot to realize her dreams. Another student there is named Wakabayashi, and she left the camp previously because it was too strenuous for her. And in front of the camera, she's coming back and she's asking for another chance. And when she does, Chigusa looks at her, well, don't fail us this time, she says, or I'll kill you. Wakabayashi just looks at her and nods. Saito is also a student who comes in a little bit later in the documentary, a new student who wants to be a wrestler so badly. Her mom will drop her off at the training center a little bit later in this episode. But Takeuchi is our main trainee, and in one of the very first scenes of the documentary, they really hit the ground running, showing the audience exactly what's going to be happening behind those gymnasium doors. Takeuchi is sparring with Miko Satomura, and she gives Takeuchi two back-to-back drop kicks to the mouth, splitting open her lip in the process. As blood drips down her face, Takeuchi looks to her teacher, who asks her, What's wrong with you? Where did you learn to wrestle like that? But drop kicks aren't supposed to split your face wide open in wrestling. Miko did it on purpose, to teach Takeuchi some sort of twisted lesson. Then the camera pans to the next day when Chigusa is back at the gymnasium, telling Takeuchi, so you got stitches yesterday, implying that she shouldn't have gone to the hospital because there will be worse injuries down the line, ones that she will have to endure. But I never thought that ignoring a split lip made you stronger. For the rest of the documentary, she has a band-aid on her chin covering up where she got those stitches. And when they're not beating the shit out of their trainees, part of what Chigusa tells all the girls that hit me really in the gut is that they need to think about their image every day, look at themselves in the mirror every day, which, 
I get in a way because wrestling is partly about the way you look, but that's just not good advice to 15-year-old girls. She tells the main trainee, Takeuchi, to cut her bangs, and she does. When one of the other girls are helping her fix the unevenness of the fringe, they have a sweet moment giggling when she asks Takeuchi, you want other people to think you're pretty, no? And Takeuchi just replies, not exactly, just to feel comfortable, which really broke my heart. The girls have to clean the dojo every night after classes end and before classes begin the next day. And after they had all watched this brutal sparring with Takayuchi and their teachers, the girls, like every other night, are cleaning up the gymnasium afterwards, when Wakabayashi is told to move some of the furniture around, and she says, okay. The camera pans and then told us that Wakabayashi ran away that night. She didn't say bye to anybody. She didn't call her mom. She just left in the dead of night to get away. And starting a theme that continues throughout the rest of the documentary, after people see what Takeuchi is put through by the trainers, they're turned off. They want to leave. And I think that's why Wakabayashi was so intent on running away from there. She sees what her future will be if she stays. And leading after that runaway, Takeuchi has the test that she's been waiting for. Her first bout is with one of her peers, and she's told by Gaia Girl's president, Yuka Sugiyama, says that she's not desperate enough. Her future is on a knife's edge, and she isn't harnessing all of her energy properly. After Takeuchi's third bout, the same lady tells her all of the work is going to amount to nothing if she can't be a pro wrestler. As Takeuchi cries, Yuka tells her that she needs to be more desperate and that without this chance, she is nothing, and she will amount to nothing. And since they forced her to cut her bangs, she looks closer to 13 than 16, so it just looks like Yuka is scolding a crying child. As Takayuchi begins her fourth bout and her fourth trial, Chigusa tells her as she pants out of breath, like the wind was knocked out of her lungs, that she should be hitting harder back, and that she needs to hit her opponent harder. Her final bout is against Miko Satomura, who was the one who busted her lip in the first place. After hitting Miko with safe forearms over and over, Satomura punches Takayuchi directly in the face as the timer goes off. Beep, 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 beep. And I'm gonna play a quick clip from it, just so you can hear the severity of the punch. I know... Maybe it sounds gratuitous, but I do want you to be able to hear it. And since this is an audio medium, I am going to show you some of the more brutal sounds out of this. But I wanted to warn you beforehand. You hear her scream as she punches those forearms into Miko's chest. And then that last slap is a punch to the face to Takeuchi. After that, Chigusa tells her to step forward and starts telling Takeuchi she's not ready. Go home. Call your mommy and your daddy to come get you because you're not used to me here. She tells her she's useless over and over and over again while she stares at her contemplatively and Takeuchi cries. Chigusa hits her in the face, saying stop with your tears, and then hits her even harder the second time. 
and then a third, saying the tears are fake. She grabs a handful of her hair, showing her face to the peers that she has, saying, Does this look real to you? Is this what a face looks like when you cry? And she tells her it's all over. She says, It's done. And Takayuchi just pleads over and over, Please, please let me continue. And Jesus, if you're told over and over and over again that you're nothing without the thing that you're doing, nobody wants to be nothing. And while she follows Chigusa out to her car, Chigusa leaving, she's pleading with her to give her one more chance. Another trainee steps up and says to Yuka that she can't go on wrestling. Yuka looks at her with death in her eyes, and she says, why? The trainee replies, I've lost the will to carry on. She tells her that watching what just happened made her lose enthusiasm for wrestling. She says, quote, all my feelings went away. After looking at her like she's going to say no, Yuka just says, I hope this experience helps you in your future. And when you think for a second that this trainee can just go without saying anything to Jagusa, you unfortunately have another thing coming. When she tells her she wants to go, Shigusa tells her that she is an ungrateful child and gives her the talk many, many, many shitty parents across the world give to their children. I gave up so much for you, and this is how you repay me? You're like a daughter to me. Why would you do this? You disgust me. Get out of my face. And as she leaves, Takeuchi, who was given a second test finally, cries. A new student comes in just to see Takeuchi get the shit beaten out of her again. Saito, this new student, comes in with her mom, and her mom says that wrestling makes her uncomfortable, makes her nervous. She flinches, she cringes, she can't watch it happen. And, you know, Yuka and Chigusa are talking to her mother, and they say, we're going to be very hard on your daughter, but it'll be a good learning experience. And then she goes. She looks very upset to leave her daughter there, but she goes because she knows her daughter wants to be a wrestler. But as I said, she comes in just in time to watch Takeuchi get the shit beaten out of her again. So she watches this, this new student, and she begins to cry. And when someone asks her if she's okay, she tells them that she's questioning her place there. And after seeing that sparring, she understands why Wakabayashi ran away. Just as before, because she wants to go just as she got there, she has to face Chigusa before she actually leaves, and she looks petrified to do so. Chigusa tells her she should be ashamed of herself, and she is one of life's defeatists. Saito is just silently crying as Chigusa tells her to think of other people's feelings. She hits her in the back of the head with a notebook. Not so hard, but not so softly. She calls her an idiot as Saito cries and tells her to pull herself together. Saito just hangs her head and weeps as Chigusa walks away. As she leaves, she tells Takayuchi, thank you. You've been very good to me, and good luck. As Saito practically runs out of the facility, the camera fades to black. Then, we, the viewer, are brought to Takayuchi's last test, bracing ourselves, white-knuckling whatever chair we're sitting in. As she starts her first bout, it goes okay. She's scolded a little bit, but her second is with Miko Satamora. 
The forearms that Miko dishes out to this child are vicious, and then she gives her a flying headbutt from the ropes, knocking her to the ground and pins her, but Takayuchi still kicks out. Miko puts her in two arm bars back to back that, I don't know, I know I've never been put in an arm bar, but I just feel like they're real. The way Takayuchi is writhing around in the ring, it just looks like she's trying to break her arm. It looks like agonizing pain. The way she clutches her arm afterwards just doesn't seem like they could have been wrestling arm bars. But she still has to go on to her third bout against one another one of her peers, and she gets drop kicks from the top rope directly to the chest, over and over. As she screams and kicks out of her pin, the camera pans to Chigusa, who is warming up with her bout for with Takayuchi. It's almost like Takayuchi is our final girl, and Chigusa is the monster she has to face to get out of the haunted house she's trapped in. And then the fourth bout starts with Chigusa. It begins with Takayuchi giving Chigusa dropkick after dropkick to her chest, but Chigusa looks like she's barely registered them, her body towering over Takayuchi's. Then she swings Takayuchi towards the ropes and hits her with a brutal clothesline directly to her face. A deep smack echoed through the hall. After giving her a backbreaker, crunching her heels toward her head, Chigusa kicks Takayuchi in the head over and over again, a sound emanating from the contact. It's like every move Takayuchi hits her with, Chigusa just responds with a punch to the face, over and over again, barely wrestling, more just bare knuckles fighting. Takayuchi's face is bleeding as Chigusa hits her with another clothesline that contacts directly with her nose and mouth, a heavy noise from the contact. After that, as the other timer goes off, beep, 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 Takayuchi lets her pin her. Chigusa gets up afterwards and says, Why did you give up? Why did you let me pin you? Slapping her in the face over and over again as Takayuchi cries. She asks, Is she afraid of wrestling? And then hits her again. As Takayuchi still cries, Chigusa is baiting her to say something. She says, I attacked you. Now say something to me. Takayuchi just stares at her in the eye. Still bleeding, Chigusa hits her in the head a few more times, then turns to all of her teachers and peers and says, Here we have someone who gave up. Not even Miko can look at them in the ring. She makes Takayuchi explain herself to everybody while she sniffles, sweat flooding into her eyes and blood and snot dripping from her nose. After all of that, the camera pans to one of the farmers outside and back into the gym. Surprisingly, to the audience, I think at least, Yuka tells Takayuchi, who has now cleaned the blood off of her face, that she passed. Takayuchi still cries as she thanks her over and over again, and she's told her debut is going to be on October 23rd at Karakuen Hall, one of the most famous halls for wrestling in Japan. Then the camera pans to Chigusa, who says one of the more important parts of this whole documentary, I think. Sitting in a dark room, she tells the camera people, she is passing on her father's teachings to her students now. She's doing it exactly the way he did it with her. Classic abuser stuff. Chigusa says every time she slapped Takayuchi, her hand hurt, her heart hurt. She didn't want to be cruel to her. She says her father was in the army. He was a soldier who was very strict. 
Shikusa said that her hate for him pushed her forward. She tells the camera that her method, her father's method, might not be right, but it's what brought her to the place that she's at now. A rough place. A hard place. And that part really, really struck a chord with me, because it just made me realize that this is a story about proliferating abuse and kind of passing on the abuse that you took on to the people that now you have control and power over. And it made it even more human to me, I think. Made her seem like less of a monster, more of a a very broken person. Just made me very sad. As Takayuchi prepares for her, her debut match, she's told everybody that she wanted a blue unitard to wear to her match, but they gave her pale green because they said it would make her look skinnier. They call her chunky, and she's not. Though it really wouldn't matter if she was. Takayuchi's first professional match is with one of her teachers, Miko Saramora. Takayuchi's mother is in the audience. As Miko serves her brutal forearms to the face, it looks like it's taking her mother everything not to go in the ring and save her daughter. After blows back and forth, Miko gets her in an arm bar and looks like she's going to break her arm, which makes Takayuchi submit. A weird end. I don't know why she wouldn't have won her debut, but she didn't. Afterwards, Takayuchi is in an interview with cameras flashing all around her. Sweat is dripping into her eyes as she scrunches her face to try to get it out over and over again. Reporters all around her, they ask if she's satisfied with her debut. She says no. Then they ask her what wrestler she admires the most. She says Chigusa. And as it comes to an end... Takayuchi has a few bouquets of flowers in her arms as she says hi to her peers and her mother, hugs them, and that's it. Takayuchi didn't really have much of a career after this. I don't really know what happened to her, but I am curious. If anybody does know, I would love to. And after I told you this whole story, I go back to the question of kayfabe and did they make this more brutal so they could prove that wrestling is real to an audience that was watching. An invisible audience to them, but that they knew would see all of this. And I don't know. Because it seems like Chigusa really went through a lot of abuse in her own training and in her personal life with her father. To me, people who are abused abuse others. And I know that the wrestler Kagetsu trained under Miko Saramora and really hated her. I'm pretty sure she trained at Gaia Japan for a while, actually. And it seemed like she may have had a problem with the institution itself. And although I don't know much more of the details about that, I just don't think it was a safe place for up-and-coming wrestlers or a good place. Seemed most people who went through it kind of hated it and hated them, like Chigusa hated her father. Which I guess is what Chigusa wanted. She says in that interview she wanted her students to feel the same level of propelling hatred that she held for her father that pushed her forward to fame. And throughout this whole documentary, it asks the question of 
What's the price of fulfilling and realizing your dreams? Is it worth it to go through everything that she did, Takayuchi, to get to the place that she wanted to get to? I guess she's the only person that could really answer that. And as the audience, we're just left with a bloody lip and a broken nose, confused and cringing, flinching. I know that this is a more sad episode, and I don't know, hopefully next one I'll do something silly, but I just wanted to talk about this documentary because it really hits you in a place in your gut. You can feel it viscerally, and there's something about it that will last with you for a long time after you watch it. And I don't really even know where to end with that because all of this pain creates not really a smooth ending or somewhere I can land softly. So I guess I'll just cut it here. I want to say thank you so much to whoever made it this far and whoever listens. If you like the show, please give us a review or rate us on your listening platform of choice. That Wrestling Wench is written and created by me, Alexa Pruitt. The music is by Kreider Dane of Helter Skelter Music Productions. If you like what you hear, please join us again. Thank you so much. Thank you.